This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast to support the show. It's Christmas. It's a gift. Yeah. What? It, oh, it's a gift to, to us. To I, us. I thought you meant Christmas in general is a gift. Christmas is, is a, a gift. gift. Sure. Merry uh, Christmas almost. Yeah. Merry early Christmas to you as well mm-hmm. or whatever the right thing to say I've, is. I have a present for you and our listeners. Oh. Um. For a bonus episode, I'm going to maybe reinvent being the whitest person you've ever met. Oh, God. Okay, so stay tuned. I'll write down white on uh-huh. my notes. You got it. Got it. Where do you want to start today? I'm going to give you two choices. Okay. The Catholic Church and their weird blessing oh, that yeah, made yeah. the news or purity balls. Ooh, okay. I want to do Catholic Church first to like warm me up so I sure. can really be ready for those purity balls. <laughs> <laughs> so. The Catholic Church made news this week because uh, a day after Pope Francis turned 87. Yep. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, sure. Uh, he announced, like, unofficial Catholic parchment that priests now had the option, if they wanted to take it, to bless same-sex relationships. Okay. The New York Times described it as a way, quote, to make the Roman Catholic Church more welcoming to LGBTQ Catholics. So what does that mean, like, on the ground? So does it mean you can get married, you can get gay married in a Catholic church? Wrong. I just really like saying gay married. Yep. Uh, okay, so you can't get married in a Catholic church. Mm-hmm. Can a Catholic priest preside over your wedding? Incorrect. Okay, okay. Okay, so I saw the headline. You're getting to the heart of the problem here. Okay, so I saw the headline, and I was wondering if there was going to be a little bit of this. All right, so you can't get married in a Catholic church. Right. A Catholic person cannot bless your marriage. Now, you said relationships. Yep. I feel like that's a really important word. Yeah, I mean. Because I'm seeing them Gay people individually could always partake in anything they wanted in the Catholic church. Because the Catholic church really wants everyone to know we don't have a problem with gay people. Just gay sex. Just gay sex. And gay everything else. And unless, you know, people in the Catholic church want to have gay sex. In which case, that's fine with them. As as long as as they're priests. As long as they're priests and the person isn't consenting. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of their main hard line on that. The One of the statements... Here's where I got taken aback by some of the responses to this. Because one, my first thought is, did they actually make any change that's significant? Because some people argued, like, there are... LGBTQ rights advocates within the Catholic Church. One of them, his name is Reverend James Martin. He's one of them. This is his response to the blessing uh, edict. This new declaration opens the door to non-liturgical blessings for same-sex couples, something that had had been previously off-limits for bishops, priests, and deacons. Along with many priests, I will now be delighted to bless my friends in same-sex unions. So he's very excited by this by this change. What's non-liturgical? I don't know. It's like you're not doing all the stuff, but you're still saying certain magic words, just not all the magic words. Okay. So here's the thing. It is a baby step in the right direction because, and I can say that because in 2021, the Vatican actually rejected that very idea of blessing same-sex couples. Mm -hmm. And they actually said at the time, the church, quote, cannot bless sin. The new document, like just three years later, says, yeah, we, it doesn't matter what we think about it. 
because, and I'm going to paraphrase this, but this is the best case version of what they're saying. Okay. Like, look, we we want you, if you believe you want a blessing from the church, mm-hmm. like, we want sinners to come to our church and ask for blessings. Right. Like, we're not going to ask you to fill out background paperwork in advance. Sure. We certainly don't do that for straight couples who mm-hmm. sin in other ways. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you want a blessing from us, who are we to say no to you? That also applies. What if you're a Catholic person who got married to someone who's not Catholic? Well, they hate that. But also right. they said they called that an irregular situation. That's their weird euphemism for like non-Catholic Catholic, couples. Yeah. But they said, even if you're in irregular situations, irregular you can so also bad. get blessed by a priest now if the priest wants to give it to you. So basically they're saying if you want us to say magic words over you, you can get it. And but not, it's not as if they are validating They are absolutely marriages. not validating your relationship. They're assuming you are abstinent because <laughs> if you were actually in a same-sex marriage or you were... I guess open about the fact that you're in a relationship, yeah. but also you don't feel bad about it. So you, <laughs> right. that relationship. you don't have the appropriate shame uh, attached to it. Right. Okay. I guess then I am confused about what is actually different. That is the correct answer. Oh, great. Because the church seems to be getting a lot more credit than it deserves here because what the hell did they actually do? What good is a baby step in the right direction when you've taken, when you've, gone centuries of going in the other direction. Yeah, and you and I often disagree about like baby steps and their and whether or not they should be celebrated or not. This one doesn't even feel like a baby step. This one feels like they sort of like whip some words together that to an undiscerning eye makes it look like they the Catholic great, Church they is. They got great headlines. Yeah, exactly. And but functionally didn't do anything else. This feels like a real like Republican nonsense bullshit thing. Yeah, they're trying. I think they're saying, look, why are a lot of young people leaving the church? Why are gay people leaving the church? Well, we're not very nice to anything they actually want. Right. Well, this is a a breadcrumb we can throw at you while we we starve you. Like, you can have this little bit thing and maybe it'll keep some of you in the church Mm -hmm. just to... Remind everybody, because these policies have not changed. Here's what the church actually officially believes. According to the catechism, like their rule book, homosexual acts, so if you actually consummate a relationship, that is considered intrinsically disordered. <laughs> disordered That's is their such phrase. a cute word that they use. Yeah. The church will not celebrate or recognize same-sex marriages. When it comes to trans people, the church is even more openly bigoted. They say trans identities seek to, quote, annihilate the concept of nature. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what they're doing. That's the church's position, which means because it's a hierarchy here, like that is every church's position on the matter. Yeah, you wouldn't believe it, but when I officiated my two best friends' weddings, um, I actually ceremonially cut down a 500-year-old oak tree <laughs> just to really make sure that we were destroying nature. Yes, that is how it works. Now, and the thing is, and this is what the church realizes too, there's a large and growing divide between what the hierarchy says and the people in the pews. Because most practicing Catholics in the United States anyway are far more tolerant than the Pope, than the Vatican. So just to give you some numbers there, in the U.S., and I'm specifically talking about the U.S., 61% of people who call themselves Catholics support marriage equality. Oh, yeah. doesn't matter what the church says. 76% of Catholics believe society should accept homosexuality. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. 37% of U.S. Catholics 
acknowledge the existence of trans people. And I know that sounds low, but one, that is in line with all of America. And two, that's 37% higher than the Catholic Church (laughs) wants. Than zero, yeah. Yeah. So this is is a way saying we'll bless same-sex relationships. That allows you to appease the kind of Catholics who might be leaving the church right now. Um, By the way, it comes a month after the church said trans people could be baptized in certain situations. What situations? Long story. Does it involve not acknowledging your trans identity? Because I bet that doesn't count. What was weird about that is they said trans people can be baptized, which implies you think trans people exist too, which is a departure from what the church actually believes, which is weird. So the effect of the move is that priests can bless these couples without technically promoting their relationship or the idea of same-sex marriage or the possibility that they will have kids and definitely not the act of actually having sex. Yeah. So it's it's not that different from blessing two men Mm -hmm. or two women independently. And yes, this will make some gay couples in the Catholic Church happier. Sure. So congratulations to the six people worldwide who this affects. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Yes, I think that's a really good way to put it of like, I'm glad that this gives peace of mind to some people. Those people are not at this kitchen table right now. Right. But if that if this makes somebody's life measurably better in any kind of way, Great, right? But <laughs> who are these? Let's people? not have a parade. <laughs> <laughs> who are these people? I'm dying to know, and I have not seen them quoted by any media oh, of outlet. Of course, these who are, are these people who like want said, to get blessed. There are six people around the world <laughs> who really need this. Who want to get blessed by the same priest who would never actually marry them if they wanted to get married. Like, is there a gay audience for I mean, this gift, or is it really just meant for straight Catholics? who have moral qualms with what the church believes. And it's like, see, my church is nice to gay people, so I guess I'll stay. Here's some money. Well, and I guess in this... This is for straight Catholics, (laughs) not for gay ones. Um, I guess in the same way, like, I wouldn't ever want the approval of uh, Mike Pence because I know he, no matter what he says to my face, I know that he does not think women are... People, people, yeah, on the same level as men, are anything important, are whole human beings in their own right. So I don't want Mike Pence to come out and be like, well, feminists are fine as long as they're married monogamously. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a shit, but I also don't want his approval. And so I guess if you're raised your entire life needing the approval of the church, this could feel really good. But I guess that's just a little more... Troublesome I, than I'd like. I want to talk to these hypothetical gay couples asking for a blessing from a Catholic priest and just like shake mm. them and say, if you actually want a blessing and good fortune for right. your relationship, you should, uh, you would be a lot better off if the Catholic Church stopped standing in the way of yeah. LGBTQ people altogether. You'd, you'd be a lot more blessed if you mm. left the church, but okay, you do you. I'm glad you're happier. Right. Fine. Well, um, it's here's here's the analogy I could figure out. Oh, great. Okay. Nikki Haley. Oh, boy. This is the theological equivalent of Nikki Haley. Uh-huh. See if this makes sense. All right, I'm here. There are Republican women applauding Governor Nikki Haley, former Governor <laughs> Nikki Haley, uh, because she is supposedly moderate when it comes to abortion. Because she's not saying we should pass some federal law banning abortion. She's mm. like, let's just do like six weeks or 15 weeks. Pick a number. We'll do that. It's like, that's not moderate. And if abortion rights mattered to those voters, 
they would be better off voting for a Democrat. Well, the, are we seriously supposed to celebrate the fact that she's not entirely off the deep end? Yeah. Because GOP voters who think she is their party savior, they are deluded. And so are Catholics who believe the Pope's announcement will make any difference to gay people in an institution that is like inherently anti-gay. So um, a few months ago, I had a conversation with um, some of the women who do volunteer work with me, one of whom is Catholic and has like college age children. And she was talking about how like, oh, she really wishes her her kids would like go to church again and like get more involved in the church. And I know this woman pretty well. And I Catholic or something else? A Catholic. Okay. And I straight up and down asked her like, I know you pretty well. Like, you know, how do you feel about the church and its terms on this? And like, it, you're pro, you know, you're pro-choice. How does that mesh with it? Was, mm-hmm. It's a kind of conversation you can have with a person who you trust and trusts you if you're not trying to do like gotcha bullshit. Yeah. So maybe take that into, into consideration. People who are assholes on the internet, like if you approach somebody. Did she say, what'd she say? I mean, essentially it's a cultural thing more than yeah. anything else. That's really what it came down to. And I think also it's important to remember that like, you know, in, in the western Chicago suburbs where I grew up, you're not talking about the Vatican. You're talking about Our Lady of Peace. That's the local Catholic church. Mm. And so Catholic bullshit is around that. And especially for me, who's like kind of Catholic, you don't think any further than that. Which goes back to who is this change in policy for? It's, it's for not that- really for the gay, gay couples. It's for the straight people who are really disturbed yeah. by the hard right turn of the Catholic Church. I think you're right. I And, and it's, I mean, I haven't sp- spoken to her since I found this out 45 seconds ago. <laughs> um, but I, I, I'm very curious to know if this is something that's comforting for her because or, like it or not, it's a step in the right direction, right? They're not retreating which isn't a foregone conclusion. I'm not, again, not rewarding the Catholic Church. I'm trying to think of it from somebody, a casual Catholic's mm-hmm. kind of perspective. To, uh, I mean, obviously, so I think what I think. The church has, this is what the actual document says. It mm-hmm. says that when people ask for a blessing, an exhaustive moral analysis should not be placed as a precondition for conferring it. That's the way they're justifying this. They're like, oh, this is even worse than I thought. (laughs) We have thoughts about these gay couples. But if it comes to just you want a blessing from the person who's like legally allowed to give you a blessing within the church, then okay, fine, we'll give it to you. Honestly, this feels like the same thing of like, what if I give a guy a blessing and it turns out he's a murderer? Hey, we don't expect you to do all this exhaustive <laughs> research on every dude you bless right. if they're a murderer. If well, they kissed a girl one time and they're a girl, those are both equally bad. But you don't want to know about either Before of them. this policy, they routinely bless people whom they deem sinners because they don't do a background check on adulterers, single women whose pregnancies are not visible, mm. who may have had an abortion, but mm. they didn't like parade it around drug users who are not identifiably. So like they give blessings to people who do things the Catholic church says are sins. Right. For some reason they said, yeah, but we're not going to do it for gay people. Like, so this blessing just kind of, puts a rule in place that seemed to... By the way, there were plenty of priests uh, who were blessing gay couples Mm. because they believed, like, who are we to judge? The very Pope Francis type of thing to say. That's how they interpreted it anyway. And now they just codified that rule saying, yeah, if you want to do it, all of it's cool. You don't have to do it, like, in the shadows. It's fine. So it's 
it's not a bad change. Yeah. It's also not that big of a change. It doesn't make life better for gay couples whose existence continues to be harmed by conservative Catholics and the Vatican. Nor do I think it represents any kind of change in the point of view of the position or of Catholics. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, just this does not mean, like, all right, we're collectively softening. Like, I bet Catholics are still going to be pretty fucking homophobic at you guys. Yeah. Like. To what end? You (laughs) know, what's the point? The church even made clear in the text, in the document, like, don't pretend these blessings are a bigger deal than they are. (laughs) They they undercut their own point. Here's what it says in the document. This blessing should never be imparted in concurrence with the ceremonies of a civil union Mm. and not even in connection with them. Nor can it be performed with any clothing, gestures, or words that are proper to a wedding. Bing bong. Yeah. There it the is. same applies when the blessing is requested by a same sex couple. Like, whatever. Right. Just they're saying, let's say they just got a civil union, well, or same sex marriage, and then they came to the church. Like, you shouldn't give it to them then. That would be like promoting what they did. Truly, do you ever think that if if Catholics, conservatives just took the L on gay marriage and abortion, what would happen next? If they were like, fine, yeah. fucking fine. Like, have abortions, get gay married. We don't care about that anymore. We only care about this other bullshit that's ruining the oh. world. I wonder how many more people they would get on board for their oh. evil machinations. It would be huge. The silver lining, I guess, we're lucky. I guess <laughs> in this whole scenario, is that traditionalists, the bigots, <laughs> Like, they're so mad at the Pope over this nothing burger. <laughs> they're oh, so mad about this I mean, change. honestly, that's kind of the main thing about, like, why would the Pope do this? You're only going to piss people off on both sides because he's you... he's 87. You can murder someone at 87. Oh. No one cares anymore. Mm. Like, he can do whatever he wants. What are they going to do? Be mad about it? He's going to be gone in, like, half a month. Is the other Pope still alive? Uh, I thought he died. Did he die? Didn't keep tabs on him. No, no, me neither. It's funny. Once they take off that hat, it's harder to track him, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, like, this is is where he's at right now. It's fine. Don't make a big deal about it. If it... Again, I would love to hear from people who actually would want these blessings because they're gay couples uh, who attend the Catholic Church and are culturally tied to it to the point where... My guess would be, it's about my family wants me to do it. It's about... How many gay... No, I, I, I accept that. Okay. How many okay, gay couples? How me. many gay couples are like you know? My parents approve or disapprove right. of my relationship, but they also want me to get a blessing from a priest. Like I'm trying to work through mm. who are who's the audience for this? Who are the gay couples who think everything is better now that they can get blessed by a priest? And I'm sure it is cultural, and they maybe they are well aware yeah. of the church's bigotry. But also, again, how is anyone benefiting from this other than straight people who want cover for a bigoted institution? Do you know anyone with a big Catholic family? No, I don't talk to people. Okay. I think you have to understand what it's like to grow up with a big Catholic family. Um, But if you're gay in a big Catholic family... You're not exempt from your bullshit if you're gay. It's 2023. Even if you're gay, you're not necessarily the black sheep. You still have to do all the dumb bullshit. (laughs) Those days are gone that the queer kid could sit at home on Sunday morning. No, 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 no. So your suggestion Churches are accepting of queer people, and now you guys have to go to more church in your faces. Okay, but even in that scenario, that makes it sound like "Eh, it's an obligation I got to do for my family, but it's not actually something I want or I need, which is is my point Exactly. Which is, are there any gay couples who actually think this is a benefit to them 
despite everything the church believes about same-sex actual marriages. I can't answer that, obviously, but what I can speak to is familial peer pressure. Oh, yeah. And how intense it is. And that's why a bunch of Catholics get married in the church. Yes. hundred percent. But again, that's not for you. That's for the family. Yeah. And that's my point. Half the shit I do is not for me. It's to make my mom not mad at me or my dad think that I'm actually doing well in life. These are the things we tell our parents and then all of a sudden they're internally ingrained in us. That is exactly my point. So there are no gay couples I could think of who actually want this and would be benef- like benefit by this, this is something they're doing for someone else, which is my point. That's all church! That, if you pull yeah. that, if no, you pull that you know, Jenga block out, the whole thing collapses. Yeah, yeah, but there are actual Catholics who think this stuff matters, who take communion because they think it is magic. Like, yeah. there are Catholics who believe this stuff. Okay. I want to is, know, are there gay couples who know they can't get married in church, who know they're doing something mm. the Catholic Church opposes, but who are like, oh, we can get blessed by a priest now? Wonderful. Like, I can't, I don't know that th- those people exist. I have yet to see them quoted in, I've read so many articles about oh, this yeah. particular policy. None of them mm. quote any hypo- like any gay person in a relationship who says, this is a good change because we wanted this. Yeah. And now we can have it. It hasn't happened yet. Maybe I missed it. I but- mean, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I, I think that's a fair argument, but I, I think totally agree that with you. There are plenty of gay people who are like, my family wants it. So it truly it'll pe- like, make peace at home. Listen, I've seen the weird shit you've done to your, for your parents. So like, you should <laughs> not judge anybody who is going to church, not judging, especially <laughs> with the cultural family pressure. I get that. Mm-hmm. Who are the people who actually want this? Once I don't in a while, Hemet will send me a picture from like his family's wedding and he's dressed up in his Indian garb and his face is like fucking kill me right now. That sounds about right. Yeah. He'll just send me an angry selfie. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a while. Yeah, it really has. I want to go to one. I wish you guys uh, dressed up for your wedding. I really need an excuse to wear a sari, and <laughs> I'm 38. Those, those times are running low. <laughs> Last weekend, I had my in-laws over, and we needed to make dinner in a crunch. Instead of ordering out, we did something even easier thanks to ButcherBox. We were able to grab just what we needed and exactly how much we needed from the freezer. After that, everything else was a breeze. You too can skip the grocery store knowing you have the food you trust and the food you chose in your freezer. I know that might sound strange coming from me since I'm vegetarian, but they have a high-quality veggie burger that I absolutely love. They have options for pescatarians too. And if you eat everything, that's also okay. The food from ButcherBox is high-quality, grass-fed, and free-range. Have peace of mind knowing there are no antibiotics or added hormones. Sign up at ButcherBox.com friendly and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com friendly and use code FRIENDLY to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Let's talk about purity balls. <laughs> oh, Finally. I love purity balls. So the story here, I, I didn't think we were going to be talking about this because they're not in the news lately. Yeah, has something changed? Yes. There's ABC News unearthed oh, a boy. video. It's, it's not, it wasn't hiding, but apparently Speaker of the House Mike Johnson. Oh, no! Yeah. 
In 2015, he attended a purity ball, and some German news outlet was making a documentary about purity balls and what oh ABC my God, News I got. I want to see a documentary by the Germans about <laughs> purity balls. They were basically saying, let me tell you about these weird white Americans. Yeah. And sure, they show... Here's what it said in the ABC News article. This looks like a wedding, a news reporter says. Uh, but Except they are, for the brides are four feet tall. Mm-hmm. But they are not bride <laughs> and groom, but rather father and daughter. They refer to Mike Johnson and his then 13-year-old daughter, Hannah. The news segment also features interviews with the daughter, who is now in her 20s, and shows her at the Purity Ball pledging to her father, quote, to make a commitment to God, myself, my family, my friends, my future husband, and my future children, to a lifetime of purity, including sexual purity. And they show shots of the Johnsons Wait, uh, nodding along in is agreement. Is that a lifetime that's, of purity, including sexual purity? Unquote, yes. I mean, you guys, you need to take a second run at that. <laughs> that like, make it a slightly florid and pretty, <laughs> not including, but not limited to sexual purity, moral purity, right. and fecal purity. <laughs> Gotta have that fecal Gotta purity. Gotta have that fecal um, purity. <laughs> in a brief interview clip, ABC says, Johnson's wife, Kelly Johnson, a Christian counselor, told the German news outlet, quote, We don't talk to her about contraception. Sex before marriage is simply out of the question. Which, all right. Yeah, that's definitely not gone poorly for anybody. Hashtag spring awakening. (laughs) So this is the story. Like, why are we talking about purity balls? Because the story is Mike Johnson attended a purity ball. And they're creepy and And they're creepy and weird. And so that means we get a new cycle about purity balls, which Mm. is great. Because I love that we get to talk about this. More spotlights on purity balls. So couple things about this. For those of you who are not around in this world, in this uh, dark part of the podcast verse, <laughs> like a decade ago, uh, Purity Balls uh, were, and still are. are, this bizarre event where usually white teenage girls pledge to remain virgins until marriage. They pledge that to God. Mm-hmm. They pledge it to their literal fathers. Mm-hmm. The whole spectacle involves gowns and tiaras and purity rings. They're always wearing white. Yeah, presumably to distract everyone from the creepy aspect that these dads are taking control, formally so taking gross. control of their daughter's vaginas until they can hand it off to another dude in a few years. Uh, some people might call that grooming. Uh, just saying. Uh, I would. Yeah. I think. I think I would. I think if I <laughs> symbolically married an adult man as a twelve-year-old. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's great. It's also incest. Also, also, I don't think we should link the relationship you have with your father to the one you'll ultimately have with your husband because creepy. So creepy and so damaging on so many levels. <laughs> And just to state the obvious, which I know all of you are thinking, there's nothing healthy about keeping your child ignorant about sex because you hold the warped idea that everything leading up to sex, including any form of the act and any attempted experimentation, is sinful up until the moment when she says, I do, at which point God allows her to start multiplying like rabbits until she and their husband uh, get their own TLC show. So, and also these purity balls just hypersexualize little girls. It's so gross. Why do like, they have them 12 for boys? Or, you're 12 and 13. Let's talk about your virginity. Uh, That's all that matters. We're going to have a whole party to talk about what happens like, down there. I work with 12 and 13 year olds and it's just so yucky to force that point of like shove that into their brain of like all men. I think also we need to remember that this is the message here is the only thing you have of value is your virtue, your yes. virginity. And the only thing men want is to take that away from you. Yeah. 
Because but, it is something to take, and don't you dare right. give it away. But men are leaders and know better, and you should respect them, but don't let them touch you. But if they are touching you, you don't have the authority to tell them not to. So mm-hmm. good Which, luck. Have fun being a woman in the Christian world. Right. And obviously that has led to problems at Christian colleges where women who are sexually abused feel afraid to come forward with that news because the... It's always the, what was she wearing? It's always the, what did you do to make him trip and fall over lust or it's whatever so it was. Gross. So we, those stories are all over the place. In the research I was doing for this article, I came across something I published like years ago and I forgot about it. Mm. There was a dad in 2016. By the way, all these purity culture stuff, we're talking like the early 2010s. Yeah. That's when a lot of this was happening and getting covered. Yeah. Because everyone's like, wait, what wait, are they what? doing? Yeah, th- there was a wait what moment yeah. for sure. In 2016, one dad actually placed a job listing in the magazine Christianity Today, and they ran it because he said, I'm looking to hire someone to be my son-in-law. And he literally advertised his daughter... And said, I'm reading this whole ad to you. Um, It's son-in-law is the title of the job listing for Chicagoland Church Elder, CFO, MBA. Her, his daughter, godly, gorgeous. He wants him to have an MBA? No, he's saying I have an MBA. Oh, why do I give a shit? Because he's saying I'm hiring. You should know I'm the CFO and I have an MBA and I'm hiring. What should you know about her? Gorgeous. Godly, gorgeous, athletic, educated, careered, humorous, traveled, bilingual, 26-year-old virgin. Fuck me. Yeah. That's what she said. Uh-huh. What is wrong with people? Also. Did the girl, did the woman know her dad was doing this? Uh, I need to know everything I believe about the answer this. is no. But. She did not know he was doing this. The magazine later apologized for running the ad. Oh, really? Why? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, but because also, selling but also, humans isn't okay? Yeah. Also, when he said, that's her. You? Like, what am I looking for in an applicant? Unworthy. Though becoming less so daily. Like, you just have to be a Christian. That's the only... Wait, that's literally it? That's literally it. And then he had his email address in case anyone wanted Wait, to... Wait, you're lying to me. That's Here, come not look even, at the ad. Oh, my God. I just read you the whole ad. This is the entire ad. It's right oh, there. Of course, it's in fucking Wheaton. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, it's in Wheaton, Way home to of. Bury the lead. Can you send that to me? I need to send that to my friend who lives in Wheaton. I will. Um, so that was 2016. The magazine wait, apologized. I'm not done. For the child. The husband, the prospective husband just needs to be Unworthy. a fucking human. Yes. And hit. And what? But, but what? The whole point but I want to make why, is... Why would you do all this rigmarole to get your daughter hitched to just like some no one loser? Because she's 26 and not married. And that's like that's like a good 14 years past oh childbearing boy. He age. said she's athletic, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I bet she's not necessarily interested in gentlemen. And I bet she's not a virgin in any way that he considers. I kind of uh, do, do want to follow up and figure out what happened to her. I need to know everything. <laughs> I bet she's 26. And she this was is 2016. 26. Yep. So she's, you know, in her early 30s now. Mm-hmm. I hope she's a lesbian her. now, just to make she, this story better. I mean, I hope she doesn't have to interact with men ever <laughs> again. I need to but look into this. That Wheaton. was just one example of purity culture run amok. But mm. another one is that this is probably the bigger story. Since the time we started hearing about purity balls and the purity culture and mm. all that stuff, there have been so many countless articles mm. 
documenting the problem with all that, including articles and stories in the evangelical world. Really? There's been a reckoning of sorts. Like in 2018, the unofficial king of purity culture, Joshua Harris, who wrote the book I Kiss Dating Goodbye, who promoted abstinence, courtship, waiting until marriage to do everything, he apologized for the harm he caused and renounced his own book that he wrote when he was like 12 and didn't know anything. Um, a bunch of prominent Christian leaders who promoted the idea of purity culture as if purity was some sort of goal, they have faced their own sexual abuse allegations showing their hypocrisy. And plenty of Christians have spoken out about how largely because they knew nothing about sex or the importance of sexual compatibility, it actually hurt their marriages down the line. So Christians, mm-hmm. by and large, including Christianity today, has had a reckoning in terms of how they talk about purity balls, purity culture, and all mm-hmm. that. So again, among the problems with purity balls, some of them you have already mentioned, these girls... Creepy. Who are, <laughs> Yucky. Besides creepy. Ugh. Yeah. These girls are <laughs> as young as like 12. They don't know what they're promising. No, they don't uh, know what they're pledging. The pledge also, like you said, suggests that their moral worth is tied to their sexual activity. And like you mentioned, there's a double standard because there is no purity balls mm. for men. Did, for I, hit all, little did boys. I hit all your little bullets? You hit did all I the miss bullets. Any? No, those are the big yes. ones. Um, and again, none of this just to say purity advocates are not still promoting all those harmful ideologies, mm-hmm. like all those YouTubers who promote purity culture. Those people still exist, but they're not as loud as they used to be, sure. which is important because even Christians are pushing back on the bullshit they spread. So all of that is to say... Yeah, Mike Johnson is a purity ball dad. Of course he will. I would have guessed oh if you God, asked me. Oh my God, I could have picked him out of a lineup. <laughs> we already know he had a covenant marriage with his wife, <sighs> which makes it harder for them to get divorced, which is his way of saying my marriage is stronger than my your marriage. My marriage is on hard mode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we already know he monitors his son's porn habits. Golly, I forgot about all and this that stuff. His son, this guy doesn't have a great relationship with sex, eh? <laughs> and his son monitors his porn viewing. Oh, even right, worse. even worse. That was when they were seven. He was seventeen, so very creepy. We already so know uh, he promotes Christian nationalism. And Obviously. if you could hear the audio that I know, like none of you could hear, like a week or two ago, Mike Johnson oh. sees himself as Moses. He is there to take Christians to the promised land or Jews to the promised land. Like his job is to lead people. Mm. And so, by the way, ABC News did ask him for comment. He offered none. That's not surprising. There are right-wing outlets who are like, how dare you complain that this man loves his daughter? Yeah, that's oh. what we're complaining about, my dude. Yeah. Like, just... the story to me, though, is not that Mike Johnson is an evangelical Christian in every horrible way that that suggests. Mm. It's that with his power, because right now he's two heartbeats away from the presidency, mm. if Donald Trump were to win next year, he would be in an even stronger position to enact whatever policies he wants to enact if the Republicans keep the House. Mm. If the Senate flips, which is a possibility as well, a good possibility, they would be able to do whatever they want. And what does that mean? What does his Christian nationalism mean in that regard? If he's this obsessed with virginity, Mm. you can bet that has an impact on women's rights, Mm -hmm. access to abortion, obviously, they could legislate that, Mm -hmm. contraception access, sex education in public schools. Like, this stuff has actual consequences. So it's not just we're making fun of him because he's a weird-ass Christian. Which That's he is, and deserves to be mocked roundly for it. But it's there are plenty of Christians who fit that mold. This guy happens to be in a place of power that affects all of us. This is not insulated anymore. And that's why it should be troubling to yeah. people. 
So to me, the story is not, eh, look, they unearthed a video that wasn't exactly hidden from almost a decade ago. And it shows this guy doing a thing that isn't that weird in conservative Christian circles. That's not the story. The story is this guy who happens to be one of the most powerful men in the country Mm. holds these views. Who got there by accident. Yeah. Who holds, yeah, after try number 11. Um, Like, he holds these views. He would gladly enact these views oh, yeah. into law if you gave him the opportunity to. And I, I, there are plenty of Americans who don't seem to grasp uh, that possibility. Mm-hmm. All right. Good times. <sighs> Good times. Do you that miss talking about subjects. purity balls? You know what? There is something really uh, charming about it because they are so uh, on their face creepy mm-hmm. and so like ev- self-evident that it just makes my job easier. <laughs> Yeah, what do you just say purity balls and oh. you're like, you guys know where this is going. Actually, uh, before we move on, I, I'm sure I mentioned it when I saw it, but there is a horror movie on Hulu called Pure about a purity ball. Oh. Um, I saw it when it first came out. It's in one of those, like, it's an anthology series mm. of there's a bunch of one-off horror movies. And it's the first season of that. Um, and Mikey and I watched it and I, re- I remember really liking it. I might have to go back and watch it again, but it was very good and very uh, salient. Very nice. <laughs> I'm going to talk about uh, Satanism again uh, because it's in the news because it's Christmas time. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is an after-school Satan club that is forming close to Memphis, Tennessee. It's called, it's at the Chimney Rock Elementary School in Cordova, Tennessee. Again, not far from uh, Memphis. Mm. And basically the story is no different than the ones you've heard before. There's a Christian club sponsored by adults. They meet at the school. Kids, parents can opt in if they want their kids to go to the Christian club. Because it is there, there's a parent who's like, oh, yeah, I want Satan Club. I want after-school Satan Club. So they decided to start one at this school. Mm -hmm. Obviously, and I have to remind everyone, these clubs do not promote Satan, Satanic beliefs, Satanism, anything like it. They, the people who run this thing don't even believe in the supernatural. They are not interested in indoctrination. These clubs are like science clubs that are just marketed differently. The, the Satanic Temple and the other Satan one that I always forget. I mix them up. Everybody mm-hmm. does. I'm sorry um, if they're extremely different. But um, this reminds me... Oh, oh I forgot what I was going to say because okay. I got myself all tangled up. You can, <laughs> sorry. You'll bring it up in a second. Yep. But basically, there are only four of these groups in the country. This would be number five. Mm. Uh, one of the ones that exists in Pennsylvania oh. we talked about recently because the school district mm. said, well, we got threats about the fact that you were meeting. And they said, we're going to like do something to the school because you're housing a Satan club. Yeah. They said, well, then we got to shut down the Satan club. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember these folks. And there was a lawsuit. Yeah. And that district just had to pay the Sat- uh, Satanic Temple over $200,000 mm. in legal fees. So the point is, the Satanic Temple, they're not necessarily starting these groups from scratch. Yeah. There are literally four of them right yeah. now. And they only exist in schools that also house Christian good news clubs. Yeah. And even then, it's only when parents request it. Yeah, and what I was trying to say before I wound myself up is that these like these satanic clubs, 15 years ago, we would have called them the Flying Spaghetti Monster Clubs. Mm-hmm. Like It's really just like a MacGuffin of if you're going to have a, a Christian club, we are going to have a club for whatever nonsense religion we are pretending that we all believe in like yeah. it's a it's and again, an ongoing not, bit they're not doing it everywhere because they don't have the people to pull that off they're, right but they are if there is no christian club at the elementary school yeah they're not going to form a satanic temple yeah. it's uh, not after school satan i club. think it is less about actually offering these satanic groups and more about highlighting the fact that 
if there are Christian groups, there need to be other options as well because Christians are not dominant. Yeah, the reason I bring all this up is because the Christian critics trying to stop this club from forming could not get their story straight. Oh, really? And there were so many articles uh, about this club formation. And, of course, they quote the Christians who were opposed to it in all of these articles. Uh And there were lawmakers, not lawmakers, but like school board people and critics. They staged an entire press conference about this, trying to say, we really, but let's talk about a couple things. One, you have district officials who are like, we don't want this here, but the law is making us. The interim superintendent of the Memphis Shelby County schools said at a press conference, she was duty bound to uphold board policies, state laws, and the constitution. Like we don't want to do this, but we have to. And then Which I'm, I'm quoting, fine with. Yeah, and I'm quoting. <laughs> you had to like it. <laughs> Let's not be fooled, she said. Let's not be fooled by what we have seen in the past 24 hours, which is an agenda Uh-oh. initiated to ensure we cancel all faith-based organizations that partner with our school district. Like I mean, I guess. That is an option you have, but literally no one is demanding no. that the district cancel all after school extracurricular activities. Right. But she is right to say that the only way, if you want to legally block the ass club from forming, you got to stop all extracurricular activities altogether. Mm-hmm. No one is asking them yeah. to do that, but that is the only way they legally could stop it from forming because, again, as long as the parents who want to sponsor this group go through the right paperwork and go through the motions, there's no reason they can't have it. Mm-hmm. Like, so the only people who want to stop it from forming are like protesters and some district officials who don't like it. Right. But they don't have any game, though. But she's not alone. The, a school board member, uh, Mauricio Calvo, who represents the district that contains Chimney Rock, said the board would explore legal alternatives to, quote, mitigate the situation. That sounds threatening. It does sound threatening, but also there are no... We're going to mitigate the threat. Are you going to murder children? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm not a lawyer, and let me tell you anyway, yeah, you don't have legal alternatives. No, you really don't. Like, (laughs) there's no... Also, there's no situation to mitigate. What are you afraid of? That really is kind of what it comes down to, is like, again, as I said before, sometimes you just got to take the L. Sometimes you just have to acknowledge that, no, Christianity is not this super special club that people get to do whatever they want if they're a member and wear their little tea necklace. It's not that. Everybody gets to believe in whatever weird shit they believe in. And if you want to start a fucking club for your weird religion at your school, great. Go ham on it. But everybody else gets to, too. Yeah. Number two, like those are school board people. Let me tell you about the parents who don't understand how equal access works. Uh, One parent, uh, I don't need to say her name, she said, I think it's BS. I think it needs to be held somewhere else and not a school. Well, that's why I always listen to that random lady when I I think of constitutional law. This is a grandparent. I'm about to come unglued right now. I cannot believe this is a kindergarten through fifth grade school, and they're letting a satanic club come in here. Yeah, that's how the law works. Wait, there's another grandparent. Uh, We should have had some earlier notification. A chance to say, maybe this is not something the parents here would like. (laughs) Like, what? What What would earlier notification do? What are you going to do? Break the law a different way? Yeah, exactly. You could just break the law a week earlier than you are now? Cool. My favorite response, because every article about this club, they all quoted one local pastor, and it's the same dude. And he was in every article I read about this story. Was it always the same quote, too? No. Oh, that would have been fun. He said the same dumb thing, but like, Many different times, and it was always worse than the last. So uh, this is from one article. A local pastor, William A. Adkins Jr., said, 
it was critical not to allow any entity called Satanic Temple to have time, private time, with our children. But he acknowledged that he was not sure how to bar the group without violating the Constitution. Well, this, this is in fact what I that's call... That's what we call taking the L. Yeah, this is in fact what I call Satan personified, he said, and then wait for it. They put us in a trick bag, and we almost can't get out of it using the Constitution against us. These Satanists, he's saying... Using the Constitution yeah. against us. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, <laughs> fucking gotcha. <laughs> they tricked us by pointing to the Constitution and saying, the law allows this, so you got to let us meet. And he's like, how dare I, they? This is my favorite... This is my favorite Christian reaction, maybe of all is the, we are completely in the wrong, but we are big mad about <laughs> yeah. it, and we are not used to not getting our own way, yeah. and this is uncomfortable for me, and I'm going to make it uncomfortable for everybody. Wait, like, different? this is a bunch of whiny babies who didn't get their way and are like, yeah, I know mom said I can't jump off the thing because I legally can't fly, <laughs> but, oh, I just want to jump off the thing so bad. Same dude, same dude quoted in a different news article. Mm. Uh, they threaten to rent a facility under the First Amendment right, and they entice us into saying no. And of course, they take us to court, and then they look for a settlement, said Bill Adkins, pastor of Greater Imani Church. So <laughs> you know... You know you how this so is going to play know. out. You know how the law and works. And you're still participating <laughs> They're trying to make it? us say no to them. No, no one's making you say no. You, like you said, God. you could take the L. You could just say, all right, I don't like it, but they can meet. This feels and this would like be over. a weird, like, ethereal movie of, like, <laughs> I know, it's like he's Cassandra. I know what the future holds, and there's nothing anyone can do to prevent it. I mean, you could follow so the I'm law. So I'm going to go ahead and protest the satanic club. Yeah. And I know my fate is going to be to give them a settlement. But God damn it, I have to do it anyway. Like, dude, you can stop. <laughs> You don't have to kick yourself in the if face. If you know the future, Cassandra, just go ahead and be the change you wish to see in the world. Yeah. you. Uh, correction. You don't have to punch yourself in the face over this. By the way, he said they threatened to rent a facility. No, they didn't threaten to threaten. rent it. They filled out the paperwork offered by the district. That ain't a threat. Wait, it's Bill Atkins just, showed up in a different news article. They're such babies. They're such whiny babies. Here is a third article with the same dude. We cannot allow any entity called Satanic Temple to have mm. private time with our children. Yes, we heard that. But then he goes on to say, I can't go into the school building and pray, but yet we can rent a facility to the Satanic Temple and they can give a party for children. It's ridiculous. Those it's are, absurd. Those are not the same... What? <laughs> oh, I know. So you're telling me I cannot barge into that elementary school During and school do a hours. cool song and dance for the children, but I can rent a facility and After just do school. a weird song and dance by myself? For and we're just supposed to accept that? <laughs> My dude, are you out of... Do you even believe in your own bullshit? There's yeah. no way, right? Also, statistically... They're just so wound up that they're just making points on top of point it's just it's an Ouroboros argument <laughs> he can't proselytize in the school and neither can satanists yeah. they're, the difference is they're not trying to and i promised you that statistically kids are safer in the presence of any satanist than youth pastors catholic priests Listen, take your pick the stories i've heard both on and off the air 
I would not be worried about a Satanist when it's compared mm-hmm. to any kind of Christian dude. Like, Satanic Temple can rent space in the school because a Christian club already does the same thing. It's not a party. Also, this guy just doesn't know how to read a flyer. A party? Why did he think it was a party? I mean, it's science. It could be. By the way... I, Nobody ma- thinks science is a party, haven't? It could be if you're a nerd. Um, I mentioned how many after-school Satan clubs are there in the mm-hmm. country? Four, yeah. maybe five after this one. How many good news clubs are there right now? Oh, God, there are thousands? 80, Tens of thousands? 80,000. 80,000? That's according to their website. Maybe that's cumulative over the course of the years. I don't know. That does seem high, but that is what they celebrate on yeah, their website. We have one at my high school, I think. Um, and the difference is these Satan clubs do not want to evangelize to or convert your kids. Christian ones actively do. I have a question. Yeah. Is I'll good finish news up club- here. The oh, yeah. After School Satan Club here in Chimney Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, This is scheduled to launch on January 10th, mm. unless district leaders decide to take very bad legal aye, advice. Aye, aye. Um, do I don't remember what I was going to ask you. I bet it wasn't important or interesting. That's okay. I'm going to do a, a follow-up story oh. uh, on a similar topic here. Because, as I said, yes, there are four After School Satan Clubs with a fifth. Mm. Um, so, But none of them are not in an elementary school. Like, these are all parent-led groups. In at, elementary schools? At, at elementary schools. So it's not uh, after-school Satan Club in high school, where right. it's like a bunch of 16-year-olds trying to make their parents mad. Until now. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> is according, <laughs> according to the <laughs> Kansas City Star, uh, a teenager, I don't know how to pronounce this, O-L-A-T-H-E, Olathe, Olath, I don't know, but a teenager at Olathe Northwest High School in Kansas he filed paperwork to begin the, quote, high school Satan club. Uh, This is the first time I have heard of a high school student actually trying to pull this off. He actually wanted to call it after school Satan club. The school said, you can't call it the ass club. Help us out here. Oh, can I, can I post, (laughs) can I, can I pitch um, our, God damn, what's wrong with my brain today? There's something about holiday, no, what's the school's name? High school independent Satan School hiss. Sure, sure. God, we could, I am not on my sure. game today. I should drink more. It's and... six a.m. You can make it's it work. Six a.m. It's one p.m. and I've had one Dr. Pepper. <laughs> one Dr. Pepper. So, uh, people are not taking this news well either. Even though it's a student-led club started by a student who has apparently filled out all the correct paperwork as well. Okay. Um, as as of last week, there was a petition on Change.org. Mm. Stop the Satan Worship Club. At this high school, it had over 6,000 signatures. And according to the student who filled it out, uh, whose name is Drew McDonald, and I can say that because according to the teenager who's launching the club, Mm. he's like, there's no one by that name at my school. What? (laughs) Uh, But here's what the petition said. Wait, what? Someone started a petition. It says... um, Here's what the petition says. Satanism has a strong history of persecution and violence towards the church and those who believe in God. Whether you believe in God or are Christian, Catholic, Mormon, Hindu, Buddhist, or even atheist, you should see that ending this club is not just because it opposes Christianity, but because what they stand for and the actions they will make are wrong and immoral. This is not an argument over religion and Christianity, but of right and wrong, says kid who doesn't go to their school but launched the petition to stop the club. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. So somebody in the school launched the club. Yes. And then somebody from outside the school Well, or someone under a pseudonym because no one knows who this kid is. But okay. Angie McDonald? (laughs) Drew McDonald? Drew McDonald? (laughs) I I changed his name from Andrew. (laughs) 
like with every uh, change.org petition, even if it's quote unquote successful, who cares? Yeah. Um, online petitions this don't have the weight they did in 2009. Yeah. This is nothing. Um, as the Satanic Temple's June Everett told the Star, I mean, they could get two million signatures. It doesn't trump constitutional First Amendment law, That's which so is correct. True. Um, and by the way, as the teenager pointed out correctly, the only reason the Equal Access Act exists and that if one if the school allows, you know, an after school club to meet, they can't say no on the basis of anything else. Mm. Who fought for that policy to come into place? Christians. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who won the case before the Supreme Court um, as recently as 2001, saying we want access because you allow access to other groups and they want it. And I think it's from the 80s as well. But again, the point is, there are laws in place that say you can't say yes to like one religious club and not the other. Of it's course. broader than that, but that's the idea. And as far as I can tell, this group meets every guideline. It has interested students. It has a faculty sponsor. Hmm. It's not violating any school rules. So it doesn't matter what you think about the club. Sure. It is following every rule the district has in place. So if a district rejects the club... A lawsuit would follow, mm. and the Satanic Temple has a good track record when it comes to this sort of stuff in the courts. And so anyway, for what it's worth, I will tell you this. I spoke with the student mm. this week who wants to remain anonymous. The student who launched, launched the group? The or, group okay. Not the weird one who launched a petition under a pseudonym or something. No, the student said he wants anonymity because he knows there are conservatives who might resort to extremes sure. to destroy what they falsely believe is evil. Mm -hmm. Like, what's stopping them from actually hurting him? Sure. Um, I asked him, do you have a message for your supporters? He just said, just remain peaceful. Every, no matter what happens here, even if the outcome is not good, just yeah. stay peaceful. Um, and if the school board does anything crazy, like the Satanic Temple already reached out to him saying we'll help out with any legal challenges if you need them. And he also had a message for the people who don't want the club to exist. Sucks to suck. <laughs> Sucks to suck, yeah. Even if the group forms, he's a senior. He's going to graduate <laughs> soon. Like, many student groups just disappear because yeah. the person who started it and was passionate about it just leaves because that's how schools work. Sure is. So, like, even if you don't like it, give it a year, maybe two. Mm. It'll probably go away on its own. Um, all that's to say, if you don't like the club, relax. It may not... Let it run its course. It may well, not be around. Just such a, it's just so easy to ignore. <laughs> like, yeah. truly, the amount of time I think about, like, Hinsdale South after school shit when I'm driving by on my way home is zero times. It's zero times. Yeah, it doesn't matter I don't give outside a shit what the they're school. Doing. Um, and here's the one update I've gotten since I, I wrote about this. The school approved the club. Of course. Yeah. There's, I think he's going to launch it amendment. in early January, whenever they're back from winter break. Mm. And like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's You'll not a big I deal. I bet everybody will survive. Yeah. Is there going to be backlash? I don't know anymore because the school district is probably just going to say like, yeah, we're following the rules. Yeah. It seems yeah. like they're not making a stink about yeah. it. Yeah. This school district doesn't seem to have done anything wrong. Good. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. Yeah. There's a petition online started by somebody and yeah, people are I... insane on there, but also who cares about them? They are, mm. Their opinions do not matter in this okay. case. If you had to place a bet for $100 on who wrote that, like just in general. I think it is a student at the school. Do you? Um, I think it's maybe. a parent of a student at the school. It could be. That's, that would be my guess. Yeah. Of like, It was written like a student. There was a lot of yeah. grammar. Well, and then again, could be parents. Adults? Yeah, that's true. <sighs> but, wow. Yeah, we'll we see. Go? I hope there's no backlash. There shouldn't be. And I got one more update oh, from you. Uh, this is a story we covered a couple weeks ago in Toledo, Iowa. They had a nativity scene outside a fire department. Sure. Oh, made of wood. Made of wood. <laughs> and an atheist, Justin Scott. I remember that. 
Scott. Yep. They, uh, Justin Scott, an atheist in Iowa, was driving past the display mm. on his way to something else entirely. And he's not like, even from the district. I I know. Right. And he's like, they can't just have a nativity scene outside the fire department. He alerted the Freedom from Religion Foundation. FFRF sent a city sent the city a letter mm. saying, "Yeah, this is good. this is a problem. You should fix it." Um, after they got the letter, the city moved the wooden display like a block away to uh-huh. some private property while they figured out what to do. Um, and there it stays. <laughs> the update to this story is that the nativity scene is back in front of the fire department. Really? Yes. That's but, too bad. Oh, but uh, one other thing to point out before I get into this, the mayor is said at the time, you know, unfortunately, it seems too many groups want to sue about anything. Well. Suggesting FFRF was in the wrong here, like... But apparently... That's also his out of <laughs> like, oh, everybody's so litigious just because we're breaking the First Amendment doesn't mean you have to <laughs> sue me over it. And officials also said to local news outlets, we're meeting with the attorneys. Oh, they said this at their city council meeting. We're meeting with our attorneys to see if there's a legal way to make the display acceptable at the fire station. At and the answer was obvious. Satan display. Like, yeah, the answers were, you had a few options. You could remove the display. You can create an open forum so everyone could apply to put their display up. Mm-hmm. Or you could add other things to your display to make sure it's not just Jesus shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what but FFRF that would was saying. them doing a single thing that they don't want to do. And Christians <laughs> hate doing anything yeah. they don't want to do. And FFRF said you should take it down altogether. Mm-hmm. Justin Scott, who isn't the lawyer in this case, but said, I, I just want you to add some stuff to the display. But again, put it on private property. They had those options. And so now the display is back in front of the fire department. And guess what else is there? Tell me. A wooden Santa on a sleigh. Okay. And a wooden reindeer. That's and that's it. That's not it. That's Look, come look at the picture. It's a it. hilarious picture because you have the nativity scene and you could tell they just shoved Santa <laughs> and a reindeer to the side of it. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. It's very clearly a late addition to the actual display. Oh, so what what uh, what universe are we living in that Christmas has nothing to do with Christ? Oh yeah, like it's <laughs> see, it's no longer just a promotion of the Christian faith. Mm, now it's, a it's also of... a promotion a promotion of the commercialization of the Christian faith. Perfect. But problem solved, I guess. Like the truth is, there is no clear cut case law that says when a display goes from exclusive and illegal to inclusive and legal. So the fact is the city can probably get away with this, even though it is kind of all Christianity and Muslims, Satanists, atheists. They do not have a way Mm. to get their own thing here. So, I mean, I guess it gives them a shield against accusations that it's violating the Establishment Clause. The funny thing to me was that the online responses when the city posted a picture saying, hey, the display is back. Everyone's like, yeah, I'm glad you beat those atheists. And, like, I'm glad you showed them who's boss. And it's like, no, they they listened to the atheists and they changed the display. Yeah. The like, city didn't win here. But also the atheists weren't trying to make them lose. They just said, you will lose if you keep it the way it is. You need to change it. Right. Then the city changed it. And that's where we're at right now. They could have accepted that from the beginning and stopped pretending to be persecuted. Right. Instead, they whined and whined until they lost. And I, now they're pretending they won. I do love... The idea of, like, that thing is just, like, a middle finger to atheists. Mm -hmm. Like, guys, I have three jobs. (laughs) (laughs) 
I am not focusing my well-earned energy on getting mad at a tiny town. Like all atheists aren't like fucking hovering around you. Yeah. Just some just of us fix your shit if we happen to run into it. Prefer that you follow the Constitution. Would be nice. And and those of us who speak up are speaking up on behalf of those who do not feel comfortable being like, mm-hmm. hey, I kind of hate that my city pretends Christianity is the only thing when I'm. Jewish or Muslim or atheist. Slight tangent. Yep. Uh, there was a lawsuit filed this, this week. Podcast? I did. I know. I didn't read the details of this, but there was a lawsuit being filed by a Christian right group this week by parents who were suing a school district because the teachers and administrators uh, use the proper pronouns when referring to their kid, mm. and the parents are like, "That's not how what it says you. on my kid's birth certificate." So how dare you? So they're mad that the district what respected their transgender kid, and the only thing my reaction to that is. If these parents don't, if the kid doesn't feel comfortable telling their parents about this, but does feel comfortable telling their teachers, they're telling on themselves. Oh my so god! Yeah, hard. these parents are shitty parents. I ju- that's the thing, and is they like, don't realize that that they're just advertising this. I to don't the world. want my kids keeping secrets from me. Are Not you, that secret. <laughs> are you a person who is accepting of your kids' secrets, or are you mean and oh, judgmental? Oh hell no! I like, totally mean and judgmental, but I accept that. <laughs> But that's why my kids will keep secrets from me. But for something like, but I also am not going to tell you my kid keeps a secret from me and how I'm going to file lawsuits everywhere. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm not going to tell on myself. I will just be judgy and silent about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, Justin Scott, the atheist who brought this to people's attention, mm-hmm. because he's a better human than both of us, here's his comment to a local news station after all this happened. I don't believe there's any ill intent by the city of Toledo. (laughs) I think it was just something that was nice. It was a nice gesture by a nice family. They put it up and nobody bothered to notice that it was actually a constitutional violation. I thought you were exaggerating. But no, but he actually. Oh my God, we're he's such like, assholes. Because <laughs> the city's argument is this was up for 15 years and no one complained. And he's like, yeah, I, I believe no one complained, but it was wrong. So I just alerted you and now you fixed it. Like, I'm glad. You, high five all around, everybody. No one complained or nobody complained to you or nobody <laughs> complained to anybody who would listen. Yeah. By the way, the, uh, the. Nobody Cath- felt empowered to the complain. The Catholic League, oh uh, which is the right wing crazy group run, run by like one dude who gets a million dollars a year to put out crazy press releases. Wait, yep. how can I get that job? Uh, be crazy. I, he put I'm out, doing my best! He put... <laughs> Patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. <laughs> he put out an insane press release claiming Catholics were being persecuted mm-hmm. um, because of this. Mm-hmm. He said... I, I'm paraphrasing. He sent a letter to the city of Toledo saying, if FFRF wants to sue and that you are unable to access pro bono counsel, we will pay the legal bills to defend you in court. Mm. And to be clear, the city said, now we listen to our lawyer. And they said, you just need to add some Santas here. And we did. So there won't be a lawsuit. But second, the thing Bill Donahue and the Catholic League will not tell the city is, yeah, they'll represent you for free because they can fundraise over it. But if and when you lose, that's and on you, you would lose, that is on you, and you would have to pay the legal bills. So mm-hmm. that, they're lying over that. And then, F- and then the Catholic League, in their same press release, they also dared FFRF to sue over a nativity display they put up near Central Park in New York City. New York City has an open forum. They say, if you want to put up a display, there are some rules you got to follow. Here's the application and whatnot. Uh-huh. I don't know if there's a fee involved. But the Catholic League did all that and put up a nativity scene somewhere. And they said, if FFRF wants a showdown over this, let them sue the Catholic League for erecting its nativity scene in Central Park. 
it's not in Central Park. I think it's outside of Central Park. I'm but also, so why would for these people. why would FFRF sue when you followed the law and the city is following the law? What what do you think they're going to do? This is what happens when you have a straw man argument. That's exactly right. Of That's what exactly you think right. atheists do, but you don't actually read any of the shit and, so and now, get paid a million dollars a year not to know any of this. Well, stuff. and how much money did he have to funnel in to put in uh, put up that nativity scene that nobody it's cares very about? Cheap. Is it? I mean, okay, <laughs> it fair looks enough. like shit. Does it? <laughs> I mean, it's a nativity. I thought at least it's, they would do like to. a nice job on it. I'm sure they I think it is. I'm really exhausted by the like the baiting of lawsuits and then criticizing atheists for suing. Like, <laughs> oh, come sue us over this. Oh, these people are always suing. Like, you guys, I said Merry Christmas. They're gonna sue over that. It's like, buddy, we we don't I'm care about you. S- like, truly, every time I drive past a car that has that "Keep the Christ in Christmas" <laughs> sticker, I'm just like. What are you doing? Like, wh- who are you mad at? Like, go to your church and celebrate Jesus. Have your little nativity scene. We had one in our house growing up. Do whatever the <laughs> fuck you want to do. Like, I promise I don't care about your ugly family. I truly don't care about your <laughs> terrible family. They're probably smelly. You know, like, there you go. I don't. I'm not trying to watch your Lifetime movies. It'll be fine. Okay. You disparage Lifetime movies (laughs) and not on my watch. (laughs) I got one last story for you and it's a happy one. Oh, good. I know. It's in Iowa. Again, I don't know why Iowa. You really ought to give it a try, my friend. But there's a public school board, the Waverly Shell Rock Community Schools in Iowa. And they have apparently two elementary schools that are no longer in use. So the school board has to decide what to do with these two buildings. Mm -hmm. So they could sell the properties to anyone they want to, but they also don't, and they they have an open process for bids. Mm. They don't have to sell it right now if they don't like what the options are. They're under no obligation. Um, So they said this very openly. We're not obligated to accept any proposal. We do not have to sell to the highest bidder. But we are opening the process. We'd like to know if anyone wants these two buildings. So is the idea they're looking for somebody to do something worthwhile with the building? Yeah, give us money for this property of ours. Because we don't use these Don't tear it down to build a condo. Oh, no, they totally could. Oh. If the offer for the property is amenable to the board. Okay, so all it is is they get to make the final call. There's no... okay. And so apparently they got a $5,000 proposal to build an art center using the facility, whatever, another $5,000 bill to build apartments. And I don't, $5,000? $5,000. And I don't know what the additional cost would be. They're oh. saying, we'll take this off your shoulders and pay whatever tax burden it is oh. for a little bit of money, but then we can do whatever we want with it. Sure. So those are okay. on the table. Okay. School board can decide what to do. A Christian ministry is the third bidder, hmm. and they said it's called Inspired Life. And this Christian ministry said, we'll give you $70,000. It's just a random word generator at this point. We'll give you $70,000. As opposed to the $8,000 that we are here at? $5,000? Okay. We'll give you $70,000 to buy one of the schools, a particular one. um, And their hope is to open up a private Christian school. Here's the bid. The intended use of the property will be for the founding of an accredited private K-8 school called Waverly Christian School, which is planned to be, quote, supported through a partnership with Waterloo Christian School. Um, The school is expected to have 100 students the first year, capacity for 200 students. They also envision an accredited preschool center of approximately 30 kids. So it's a private Christian school. Fine. It's legal. Like, they're saying, oh, you have a school? We were looking for a building. We would pay you for that option, and we want it at this building. Mm -hmm. And also, if you don't want to give us that building, uh, we'll put it the same bid for the other building. Sure. Fine. So that's their offer. Okay. Maybe to my shock, uh, 
like last week, the school a couple weeks ago, the school board unanimously rejected all the offers, including that one. Really? Um, and the ministry posted this on Facebook. Inspired Life is disappointed that our offer to purchase property for the purpose of launching Waverly Christian School was voted down in a 5-0 decision by the school board. The decision was made despite Inspired Life submitting the highest financial offer on either of the available properties. We believe that the communities benefit from having access to educational options that align with family values. Mm -hmm. Preventing the sale of a vacant school building and limiting access to educational options is not in the best interest of Waverly families. Our research demonstrates considerable demand for Waverly Christian School, and we will continue our pursuit, yada, yada, yada. That's, it doesn't matter. That's fine. Okay, They're fine. allowed to be sad. They are allowed to be sad. They get didn't your, quite get cry, your feelings. They didn't quite cry persecution, but they were saying, we offered the most money. Yeah. We deserve to get the building. And nor did they uh, include the fact that two other things were rejected as well, yeah. right? Which maybe They'd, is not pertinent. But and the thing that was noting. interesting, they did not mention, were there any reasons the board gave for rejecting their offer? Do, I don't, and I don't do know they the need answer. to? They don't need to. Okay. But I was curious. Like, okay. the school board is so small that I think legally they do not have to put recordings of their meetings online. Mm. So I couldn't see what the discussion was. But there was an article in a local newspaper called The Courier that did quote a couple school board members. So wait for this. Um, the backstory you need to know to make sense of what they're talking about is Iowa, run by Republicans, gives now has a voucher program in place. Um, th- I think this it was enacted earlier this year, and it gives taxpayer dollars to families who want to enroll their kids in private schools. Oh so this year, nearly 19,000 kids signed up to receive these vouchers mm. at a cost of uh, $7,635 per student, <sighs> up to that much. And critics of these vouchers, they're called, uh, what is it called? Education. Uh, Why did you say that like a caveman? <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm trying to look for Ed-ju-cation. the actual thing. Education saving account or something. ESAs. ESA. Um, critics of the ESAs have said this private religious schools that accept these dollars, they may be unregulated. They lack accountability. They don't necessarily accommodate students with special needs. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is siphoning away taxpayer money that could be used to maintain and improve public schools. Mm-hmm. So that's all the backdrop for this. Two of the school board members said at the meeting where they rejected the offer, one of them, uh, second, uh, one person offered to reject, motioned, I make a motion, let's reject the offer. Another school board member seconded that motion. Mm -hmm. First one said, every school dollar now with the new ESAs goes away from the public school. We are a public school. We Mm. need to protect the school we're a part of. Mm. The other board member said, they want the public schools to be supported and strong. I think referring to the community. Any money that we start offering to other programs limits the dollars we have so that we can have a strong school. Wow. They're basically saying... Even if it's a good offer, yeah. by allowing, by giving our basic approval mm-hmm. to sell it to a Christian ministry, we're actually undercutting our own school district by basically creating a new place for people to take away taxpayer money and use it for private education. Yeah, like how good is that? What seventy thousand dollars looking when you in the long run? In the long run, when you said what it's six k <laughs> per kid per seven year, seven and a half k per kid per, per kid up per to that year. Much. Yeah. So huh, I'm not great at math, but you are. Yeah. What's that? Four kids. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's like 10 kids, not even. But like, it makes a lot of sense for a public school board whose primary obligation is to serve families receiving a public education Mm. to reject a bid from a private school that inevitably would make life worse for public school students. There's nothing anti-Christian about what they did. It's saying we're a public school district. We don't want to contribute to our own demise. Like, we don't need these buildings. Truly. But giving our stamp of approval to a group that openly says, we want to make another school to compete with you. Um, and we can't do it on our own. We're going to use taxpayer money to compete with you, Which even though we can do it. Like they shouldn't have to say yes to that. Right. There's nothing, by the way, stopping the Christian ministry from launching their own school somewhere else. Of course. And obviously, to get well, to your this, point, the short-term cash from a sale would not be worth the long-term damage to public education. Well, and isn't it such a uh, such a typical look at how Christians view the world? Of like, well, we want this thing, and you're not giving it to us. How dare you? Like, yeah. do you guys know? How, how many times a day I don't get what I want. It's near <laughs> constant. So it's not a story of Christian persecution. No. I worry that this the it's a story ministry of a, will try to spin it that A good school way. board doing the best for their school. Yeah, it is. And that's Which how it should be Which we don't get to known. hear about a lot. I did reach out to the school board members for more comment. They did not respond to me, but I'm glad they did the right thing. Yeah, like, good, good on them. them. That's all I got. Cool. What are we talking about in the bonus? Besides your being white, which I wrote down. I am ready to uh, reveal the whitest thing I've ever done my entire life. In the bonus episode? Uh, No, I'm going to tell you now. Don't listen to the freaking bonus. Well, I'm going to tell more about it. Oh, okay, okay. What do you think radio is? It's just (laughs) saying a thing and then sitting in silence while we all think about it? Jesus Christ. I played horse soccer. Jesus Christ. It's good, right? It's a good white thing? God. Guess what? Only white people there. Speaking of which, I watched Oppenheimer. <laughs> Did you? Oh, I'd like to talk I'll to talk you about, about that. I'll talk about that. Um, what else are we talking about? Let's see. Um, I am hosting Christmas Eve, um, and I would really like to talk to you about my highly organized Christmas Eve plan Excellent. that I am very proud of. Um and I just wrote down Wheaton son-in-law, but that was a note that for me to make fun <laughs> of my uh, friend who lives in Wheaton later. There you go. Um, I'm you sure You can I have support other us. Uh, Merry Christmas to us if you want Merry by going Christmas to, to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Um, you can always uh, email us at friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com and mm-hmm. you can leave us a review on the iTunes. And this last review is called Jessica. Uh-oh. Um, it's just the first one from Jade's mom, Lord. Uh, I like heaven's demeanor and delivery, but delivery, but keep coming back for Jessica's righteous anger and explosive laughter. Thank you both Aww. for for fighting the good fight. Oh, that's nice. Thank you, Jade's mom. Thank you so much. Um, that's... this is from King Clutch two thousand three three stars. I agree with the sentiments, but I find her superhero irritating. <laughs> the title is "He Needs a New Co-host." Period. You good can luck help anybody who would co-host. ever hang out with Hemant for three hours a week. <laughs> you can help us buy a new co-host by going to patreon.com <laughs> slash friendly atheist podcast. Have a good Christmas. We'll see you next week. Bye.